What up? What up? What up? What up? Yeah. Hi. How's it going, y'all? Uh, uh, give me that Christian side hug. That Christian side hug. What's up, gang? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Real Nerd Hours. I'm Denzel. And I'm Chet. And we're here to bring you the latest in hot takes about movies, music, anime, life, things of that nature. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure tu you sabes. know. Yeah, you already know. Yeah, tu yeah. sabe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how you doing tonight? I'm doing I'm doing a lot better than I have been over the last couple of weeks. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, you're you're sounding so resonant and so non-congested. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. There's still a little bit of something in there. Uh, I woke up this morning, like getting ready for work, and like I hacked up something real nasty. Mm. So there's still still a little bit of something in there, but it doesn't. It's not going to yeah. bother me. I'm not. Those, those last dregs of sickness are kind of satisfying though, because it's like you can you can see a physical manifestation of this shit being like purged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah, definitely fuck you you've been in me for two weeks yeah, get out of here i just i don't want to be sick ever again man uh, yeah <laughs> it's fucking awful yeah it's not fun when you're a kid you could bounce back like it's nothing right but as an adult there are too many things that you need to do in yeah. order to not like fucking want to kill yourself your responsibilities suck yeah like when there's not somebody around to bring me soup when i'm sick right oh my god it's awful you gotta go on to like postmates or some shit i couldn't even do that it's i mean not to say that i couldn't do that but it was too expensive to justify right and like the type of shit that i would order i i oftentimes have trouble with delivery services and food so if i want something that's hot like pho, for instance, which is one of my go-tos for sickness. It's a great sick food. Yeah. And it's great food in general, but Yeah, definitely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh so what ends up happening half the time is the food just shows up fucking cold. Oh, sick. And it's like, okay, look, I understand that you guys have a limited amount of time or uh, it's going to be a minimum amount of time before you actually show up at the restaurant versus the time it takes for you to get here. But this place is less than a mile from here. Oh. So how the fuck is it going to take you an hour to get from up the hill to down here? You know, the food finishes within 10 minutes of me ordering it. Like, I might as well just go there and pick it up myself. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Maybe you're not super close, but it should be a system like Uber or Lyft where it just pings the closest person to that area and not just some guy who's fucking sitting at his house. I mean, I would assume it would go to the people who are, you know, in close proximity. But yeah, I don't know. That That is strange because, I mean, for one, pho usually comes out stupid hot like you should blow on your soup before you eat it and it only takes a second to make and if it's a mile away like dog i mean it's it's at that shopping center that's up the hill do you know where that taco bell is yeah like adjacent to that shopping center yeah yeah it's right up there okay yeah that's basically down the street yeah all right so it's it it kills me because it makes me wonder what exactly these people are doing to actually earn money, right? Because, like, there's, there's fucking no way, no way that you're telling me that these people can't make it there and to my apartment within 30 minutes. Yeah, that seems, that seems strange. 
And like, yeah, you're probably sitting at home saying, oh, Denzel, shut the fuck up. You can just microwave your shit. But it's like, no. I mean, yeah, I could. But I want to have the least amount of time between putting that fucking food in my face and ordering it. I don't know. I I would feel particularly salty about having to microwave food that I ordered. Yeah, right? Right? And like (laughs) these fucking places sometimes refuse to give you a fucking refund. Like I ordered this flatbread. It's called the quote unquote avocado toast flatbread from a place that's nearby. And they brought it over to my work. And the place is again less than a mile away okay it's i think i believe it's 0.75 miles away from where i work Mm -hmm. there's enough it's it's really mind-boggling to me because they i order the food it's it's essentially a pizza Mm -hmm. right i'm ordering a pizza sure and they bring the fucking pizza to my place typically when when this happened i ordered two things right i ordered the flatbread and i ordered a toasted bagel with cream cheese on the side and an acai bowl. Okay. So I order these things, and they the first thing they do that really pissed me off was, A, they showed up an hour and 20 minutes after I placed the order. <laughs> an hour and 20 minutes, okay? So I could walk there and back probably about four or five times before <laughs> they showed up with my fucking food. Damn. And then, of course, the delivery service or whatever they're using oftentimes will put in a time, right? Like, yeah. as soon as the order's placed, they see, like, oh, man, this should be no big deal. The, the restaurant says they'll be done with the food at X time. We can have it to you in X time. So they say 45 minutes. 45 minutes ain't shit so i'm fine waiting 45 minutes because it'll i mean i don't know how long it actually takes for this restaurant to produce the food but i feel like for a delivery order that's pretty reasonable right like you put every other order in the building in front of my order then you eventually get to mine and then when it's hot the driver's just arriving so you hand it off then you drive it over but it, it takes 100 or 100 an hour and 20 minutes to get to where I am. And by the time it gets there, it's fucking cold. It's stone cold. So the first thing that I noticed is they put the toasted bagel, which I mean, like I can just retoast it. It's not, it's not that big of a deal where I could have had they not put the fucking cream cheese on it. Oh, they put the cream cheese on it. And then they also put it in the bag with the acai bowl. Was the bowl covered at least? No. Bro, come on. (laughs) It's just like, that's like a dumb rookie move. That's not, a rookie wouldn't even make that mistake. Yeah, no, that's just common sense, yo. That's one of the dumbest things that I've seen done. Like, if if you're unfamiliar with what an acai bowl is, just imagine a bowl of yogurt. Like, it's basically that same consistency. So... Would you deliver a bowl of yogurt to someone with some something else in it uncovered? Think about it. It's so stupid. Have it's some a, self-respect. It's basically, here's another way of phrasing it. It's basically a smoothie in a bowl. Yeah. And then you put a fucking warm bagel on it with <laughs> cold cream cheese in the bagel. And it's just like, oh, dog. You guys are so fucking stupid. Like, why the fuck would you do this? This isn't like rocket science. Oh, now I see why you're delivering food and making food at this shitty little place. But I also kind of put that on, on the restaurant. Like, they should have covered it. They should have. Yeah. They shouldn't have put these things in the same bags. And they also shouldn't have gotten your order that said, put the cream cheese on the side. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. I could have retoasted it. It's not a big deal. But if it didn't have the cheese on it. Exactly. Man, that's funny. I've only had like, I've had no bad experiences with uh, like Postmates, E24, anything like that. Granted, I also know your place is a little bit harder to explain where you are and like to get people in here and stuff, but it's not that hard. No, I always leave very detailed instructions. And whenever I complain about it, I know it sounds a little bit crazy because I always I always put the instructions. I'm on X floor of this specific building. <laughs> this one. Don't fuck this up. It's I'm not, in this apartment. It's not that hard. Y'all. It's not. It's really not. And they always seem to fuck it up. They always do. It's really crazy. And it's I I don't want to seem like I'm over here being like Judge Judy or whatever. Like, yo, like you guys are too stupid. No, 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 no. It's not hard when you have instructions. Yeah. Or conversely, what you could do is fucking call me if you're having trouble. Yeah. Anytime someone even got remotely lost, they would just call me and then I would just be like, oh, yeah, just go past the leasing office. You're good to go. And like, that's that's it. That was it. That was the I would just walk outside. They're right there. We're good to go. Because you know what? The number is not visible. Like you cannot find my apartment. Yeah, I know. Don't worry. Yep. But you leave you leave instructions, man. And if they can't figure out the instructions, just call. It's not that hard. Like it's yo. really not. And on top of that, okay. So with the order being late, right? The order's late. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. The flatbread is fucking brick cold. <laughs> It's just fucking cold. It's yeah. Okay. Like it's not room temperature. It's like cold, cold. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's just that step below room temperature where, you know, it's been exposed to some cooling agent, maybe the AC in somebody's car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, it turns out that because the delivery driver didn't show up on time, they had one of the employees walk it from the store to my work. Wow. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. That's how close we were. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I get on the horn with eat 24 and I'm just like, dog, this is unacceptable. My food is fucking cold. The acai bowl supposed to be cold. <laughs> That's perfect. That's, That's perfect. That's good fine. job on that one. <laughs> Everything else is fucking cold. And they say, well, we'll talk to the restaurant and see what we can do. And I was like, no, 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 no. No, you just refund me my fucking money. I don't give a fuck what the restaurant says. Look at what time their driver showed up. Oh, wait, they didn't show up. So they had to have somebody walk it down. Right. So the restaurant did their due diligence. Your asses were the ones that fucked up. It was your driver. Yes. You pay. You put that money back in my fucking account right now and then they were just like well we're sorry there's nothing really that we can do about it and then so what ends up happening is they refund the delivery charge right okay. which is like 299 or yeah. something like that and i say i send them an email i say are you fucking kidding me like this is this is absurd to me how the fuck are you what you're telling me right now is that nobody is responsible for the fact that my food is fucking cold or was cold. Right, right. And I, of course, said I didn't eat it. 
And but I of course you hate it. it. Yeah, of course I fucking hate it. <laughs> okay, Fuck it's that. not that big of a deal. <laughs> but I like to I like to raise a stink because right. it's it's the principle of it. What they're telling me essentially is like nobody's responsible here, and, you, and it's your fault for being dumb enough to order from us. Yeah, and what they're providing is a service. They are in the service industry. Their specific service is delivery. They fucked up the delivery. So fucking do something about it. If you're in a hotel and you say, you know what? I don't like the feng shui of my room. They're going to work with you. It could be the most asinine bullshit request, but they're going to find a way to try and work with you because they are in the business of service. They know their profits come from service. They come from you choosing their specific hotel and there's a reason you're there. And they do something about it. With E24, it's not like they're the only dog in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> like There's other services you could be using. You chose that one and they fucked up. Exactly. My, my concern is with the new like Silicon Valley basically running everything, I, I'm starting to feel like they have like a better understanding of how customer interactions work with within certain realms mm-hmm. and they're deciding which customers matter and which ones don't yeah and a lot of it's landing on the side of this customer doesn't matter yeah when you actually look at things from the bigger picture those little inconveniences aren't going to affect your business they're not going to really make or break it like if you never use their service again they're not losing any money. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of the time what I found out is like customer service doesn't actually give a fuck. No. It's they they do what they can to appease you and that's why you have to get on Twitter and talk shit to people. Yeah, do it publicly. Because it, like if you can get a certain amount of retweets they're like, "Oh shit, this is bad for our brand." Yeah. That's when it matters. Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely starting to feel like they really, they're like treating you like banks do. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like a a bank doesn't matter what customer you are. Literally, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Like you could be the customer with the most amount of money in the bank. Like if you're a Bank of America, that customer doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're a Chase, that customer certainly doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you saw uh, there was all that shit that went down with Wells Fargo recently. Yeah. Like, yep, just the fraud shit. Yeah, and, and even after they admitted to okay, there's some there's some wrongdoing going on here, but that's it, that's it. Okay, well they investigated more. They found more shit. Okay, yeah, we fucked up a little more. Okay, sorry, sorry, but that's it. They investigated more, found more shit. Like, okay, <laughs> fine, you got us. <laughs> <laughs> And it still doesn't fucking matter. No. Because they have so many customers that it it doesn't really affect them that much. Yeah, they'll bounce back in a year or two. They'll, they'll suffer in the short term. Yeah. But in the long term, it really doesn't matter. And that's how I feel like these a lot of these companies are operating. Like, I mean, Twitter, of course, is a free platform. Mm-hmm. YouTube, of course, is a free platform for those who choose not to use YouTube Red. I guess neither of them are really free because they both sell your data and advertise yeah. to you. They're but free to use, but yeah. There's no upfront cost to the customer. Yeah. And it's really kind of insane to me. Like YouTube, like we were talking about last week, just like to fuck its user base. <laughs> like the people who actually made 
YouTube what it is. They like to fuck them. And it doesn't matter because there's so much shit on there. And they have, like, so much support from bigger brands that yeah. that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I mean, they... I- I'm not going to say they're too big to fail, but they're too big to fail right now. Yeah. They won't be in like maybe six years, seven years. Yeah. We'll see what the landscape is looking like. Same with Twitter. Twitter doesn't give a fuck about its user base at all. Well, anyway, chat rants aside. Rants aside. (sighs) I went to the Dick Show live show live. Yeah. Last Friday. Shout out to Dick Show. Shout out to the Dick Show. Shout out to everybody listening from the Dick Show. All y'all dickheads. We appreciate it. The Dickhead Posse. Yeah. What's good? I had a great fucking time, man. All right. I met listener Andy and his girlfriend Tasha there. Shout out to y'all. And then I also brought me a date. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It's not the woman that I'm dating. But a date. It was a date, yeah. there was. I mean, like, look. There's there are certain things that I'm willing to expose that woman to that I mean I know certain certain friends of mine can handle it but not not everybody is built for this like internet shit. Yeah, you got to people some people get real real weird when you're like, "Hey, I don't know if I should invite you to this thing. I'm going to bring this other friend." They're like, "Well, what's the problem?" Listen, <laughs> you ain't ready for what is going to happen here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and Hopefully she doesn't listen to this because I didn't explain to her why I wasn't taking her. Oh, well. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's generally the gist of it. Like, sure. I mean, I, I'm not ready for you to experience that. Whereas the person that I went with has known me for, ooh, I don't know, like six years, seven years, something like that. She knows what's happening. Yeah, she she knows what it's really about. And yeah, that was, I mean, fuck. It was a good time, man. All there right. was a really weird thing that happened. Somebody tried to get into a fight with uh, with basically everyone in the crowd. Oh, and that's then cool. Dick and Asterios. So this guy in the crowd uh, was wilding the fuck out. He had a tall can of PBR, which might I say was seven dollars. Wow. Yeah, at All this right. bar in Silver Lake in right. Los Angeles. Seven dollar can tall boy of uh, PBR, and he was splashing it around, <laughs> waving it above his head, like just throwing it all over the crowd. Was, was, was he like, a listener? Or yeah, was he, yeah, he was okay. a listener. This was a listener only event. Everybody oh, bought okay. tickets and shit. Gotcha, gotcha. And then you know he splashed in the water on people, and it was very uncomfortable for everybody involved. So he, uh, after he does that, he's like, he's obviously very drunk. Yeah. So he's up on the stage and he's like knocking shit over. Like people have set their drinks up on the stage because they don't want to hold them all night. So the drinkers have been standing there. Their drinks have been knocked over and people are starting to get real annoyed with this dude. Yeah. And then, so Dick leans over and he's like, basically gives this dude a timeout and he's like, you, you need to go. And basically he had somebody come through from uh, I don't know where and kind of just pull him away mm-hmm. and um, I know the venue didn't have security <laughs> but somebody somebody legit like came and grabbed this guy and tried to sit him down and talk to him or whatever uh-huh. like tried to cool him out and then a few like I was on stage for maybe like two minutes three minutes or something like that mm-hmm. and this guy comes back and he's like throwing elbows at people Yo, like damn. trying to get through the crowd back to the front Yo, damn! and it's like Jesus Christ dude chill like this guy must have been fucking plastered seriously he was destroyed man and so he 
eventually they get him gone again. Yeah. And there was a, there was a point later on in the night where they invited a bunch of people up on stage to like do the rage contest essentially. <laughs> and so he's on stage and I missed this because I was busy uh, chatting with the people at the table I was with. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to throw a punch at Asterios. <laughs> And then, like, Asterios has to, like, forcibly remove him from the building. God damn. It's fucking weird, man. Yo, fucking chill, weird. y'all. I've, yeah. never, I've never been... I've never even been close to getting into a fight because I was drunk. Like, I'm not an angry drunk at all. I have, I have punched a dude. I've also headbutt a guy. But he was literally asking for it. He <laughs> he would get really rowdy when drunk, especially when drinking Jägermeister. And of course, we were drinking Jägermeister, and then he was just going up. And naturally, his name is Chad. <laughs> Shout out to Chad. Uh, and he he would just go up to everyone and just be like, "Hey, I want you to punch me in the face." <laughs> yeah, I used to work with that dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. I forgot yeah. you two knew each other. But, yeah. And, like, you know, everyone's like, come on, Chad, stop. And, and then so he finally gets over to me. And he's, he's like, Chad, come on. Just, just, no one else is going to do it. Just punch me in the face. I'm like, where do you want it? He's just give me a good one on the chin. And I'm like, okay. And then I just, like, you know, just give him a soft little clock across the chin. And he's like, no, come on, man. Really punch me. I'm like, Okay, I do a full on Mike Tyson's punch out, like wind the fuck back, and just like, Bleh! oh jeez, <laughs> and he reels back, he just snaps back, he's like, yeah, <laughs> oh jeez, I I like cut his chin too, like I just like split the skin open, my hand hurt and everything. I'm like, you you want more? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's it. I'm not I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's so weird. What a weirdo. Holy he, he, shit. He did that three times. I've, I've known him for a while, so this was spaced out over years. But I was like, yo, Chad, you got to you gotta chill with the Jaeger, man. And then yeah. he dated this girl who sucked the soul out of him. Not, not in the good way. Just, <laughs> <laughs> so he's now the man formerly known as Chad. Oh, jeez. Rip. Yep. Gone but not forgotten. <laughs> Uh, what'd you watch? Over the weekend, I watched... I finally saw Baby Driver. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I really liked the uh, the editing style and like the way they incorporated the music to everything. I, that, was, that was cool. I thought most of the cast was very irrational, which is often a problem I have in movies. Most of the cast? Just about everyone. Who was irrational? Uh... The main character at times, um, it's like the main character was irrational when it came to his girl. Mm. Like, and I know love makes people do stupid things, but I feel like he could have handled some situations better just by being a more straightforward. But he was such a reserved and like shy character that I think that got him into more trouble than than necessary. Mm-hmm. There was Jamie Foxx's character, who was legitimately insane. And okay, you're crazy. You got it. There was, there was in the intro scene, the the kind of ugly dude. 
that was like just fucking with baby just for no reason oh yeah the punisher yeah yeah the punisher yeah that's yeah that's one (laughs) (laughs) just with worse with worse uh facial hair yeah um and like he was just fucking with him but you got the boss telling him like yo leave the kid alone like yo that's your crime boss (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know i know you're a criminal but i know there's also like a sense of respect that's supposed to go along with this like yo chill Mm -hmm. and you know things like that and yeah i but i get it it's a heist these people are pretty un, unscrewed in the first place like you're gonna you're not gonna be stand-up citizens so i get it but i i did enjoy the movie overall like it was really cool nice car work i like that it was uh that there was a mix of the cars it wasn't just like oh everyone's driving ferraris no i mean gets into an oldsmobile it gets into a subaru a kia just like whatever it's but that's that was the point you know he's just stealing random cars and going for it yeah i like the even representation of cars it wasn't like fucking fast and the furious the entire yeah. time like <laughs> oh my god we got so lucky we ran into this 92 supra right yeah. here out of nowhere <laughs> wow wow yeah so i yeah, i really enjoyed that movie and uh, i do recommend it if you haven't seen it yet all right perf I also saw Cube, the 1997 horror thriller movie, because I had people over at my place on Friday and we were carving pumpkins. So we're like, hey, fuck it. It's Friday the 13th. We're carving pumpkins. Let's put on spooky movies. Mm -hmm. And we're just scrolling through Netflix. And then someone said, oh, Cube. Oh, that movie was terrible. (laughs) So then I clicked on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope you didn't regret it. <laughs> no, it was... I mean, it wasn't... If I had seen it in theaters, I would have been upset. But it was... I threw it on on Netflix while... During a party, we were drinking, carving pumpkins, we're good. And, um... Yeah, it was kind of like Saw before Saw. And the premise of the movie is that there's six people... Yeah, six people total thrown into this just fucking cube. It's just there in a room that has nothing really in it, just some doors. And none of these people know each other. No one knows why they're there. And they're stripped of everything and just, okay, that's it. You They get no instructions, no nothing. But they just figure, okay, we got to get out of here. So they start going and they find out the place is stupidly booby-trapped. And uh, then they have to figure out, okay, how do we find out if her room is trapped? How do we, you know, what can we do? And, uh, yeah, they uh, start going crazy. Yeah, I like that. I like the first one more than the second one. Are you planning on watching the second one? Probably not, but I might just because two of the guys that were there had seen at least the first one and i think um they had both seen at least one of the other sequels because there's like four of them are there four yeah because there's there's cube, cube one there's cube two which i forget what they called it but then there's cube three which is called hypercube oh which one is cube zero i think that's just a prequel oh shit actually i'm gonna look this up right now 
while you're looking that up, do you mind if I spoil the second one for you? Go for it. Okay, so it's not like the first one at all. You know how they figured it out with math in the yeah. first one? Yeah, yeah. The second one is nothing like that. It's like um, more uh, science fiction-y. Okay. The cube is like alive, basically, and Ooh. it's doing like weird freaky deaky shit to people. Uh-huh. And it's like... Um, like one of the engineers that that built it was put in the cube for some reason, and like it, there's like weird plot twists and shit. And at the end, as it turns out, it was a government experiment the whole time. Oh man! And they kill the person that escapes. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All I right. hate endings like that. Yeah, more than any. It's like oh sick. So that last the whole bit was about nothing. Yeah. Okay, so. Cube 2 was Hypercube. There is no 3, but there is Cube 0. Yes. Okay. I haven't seen Cube 0 yet. Gotcha. Yeah, they were they were planning to do a, a, a remake as of 2015, but... Were they? Uh, yeah. Apparently Lionsgate Films got the, got the rights to it. That's cool. I mean, as long as it's about the original one, like it's like the original one and not yeah. like any of the sequels. <laughs> yeah, the, the the whole math thing was pretty interesting, but I I was only paying somewhat some attention to the last bit of the movie when they really figure out like how the shit works, and I didn't really understand what they were saying with the factorials of prime, like <sighs> me neither. I mean, I know math. I haven't taken any math classes since since high school. Shit. Yeah, so I haven't taken any math classes in at least a decade. But, um, I mean, I understand what factorials are, but I don't know what the fuck they were talking about with the factorials. Like, oh, if, the, if it has a prime number of factorials, then then you're good to go. Well, this one has two. Oh, we're good to go. Two is a prime number. Why is two and four qualifying as the same shit? One of these is composite, the other one isn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, each each cube was labeled with like what a six digit number. It was three 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 digit numbers. Okay, and then only one of the guys in there was fucking like Rain Man. Yeah, and he could figure it out by looking at it. Yeah, so there was there was a college student who caught on to it, but she couldn't calculate these numbers because it's not really something that you're able to do in your head. But there was a, uh, yeah, basically the Rain Man type. You know, yeah. he, was, he seemed mentally handicapped. And it turns out, yo, we're crunching numbers, son. Yeah. And we're getting jelly beans out of it. <laughs> or no, gumdrops. <laughs> I didn't realize what the point of that movie was. Like, even after that dude had escaped. Yeah, that's the, I think, my favorite part about that movie is that they never tell you shit. There's no backstory. There's no moral to be learned here. It's just people trying to escape. Everyone dies except for one guy. He gets out. That's it. Yep. There's really no point doing it. Yeah. I, I hate those kinds of movies so much. It's uh, And that combined with the second one where it's just both super shitty. Uh, but the movie we had watched before that was The Babysitter, which was a Netflix original movie. It had no actors that I recognize, but I just clicked on it because I was looking for a dumb horror movie. It looked exactly like what I was looking for. So we were taking bets because 
basic premise is that you've got this 12-year-old kid who's got from a rather affluent family and uh the parents are they're having they were having marital issues but now they're kind of like getting back rekindling the spark so they they've been going out on dates a lot more often and then this particular weekend they're they're going out to a hotel downtown and they're just gonna spend the weekend together so they give the kid a babysitter he's an only child he's only 12 yada yada and uh he's really close with the babysitter she's this rather attractive young lady and she's really protective of him they've been together for a bit and uh, you know it's it's a nice nice little setup but of course we know it's a horror movie so then the question is what's gonna go down i thought that the the kid was bullied a lot because he's just a scaredy cat and uh he was easy to bully so i thought people were gonna start fucking with him and she was gonna start killing him and that she would just start mowing down the the neighbor kids and <laughs> now he has to stop her uh but no no it's uh it's actually much more interesting than that uh turns out that uh so she invites a bunch of her friends over to to the parents place while the while they taking care of the kid and uh she drugs him so that he would pass out so they could party right no it's so they can fucking summon demons oh yeah they uh they made him pass out so they can take his blood because they need a blood of an innocent (laughs) what the fuck yeah that sounds so wild yeah okay and like it's you totally would you would just think they're just partying because it's a bunch of like college age kids and you know there's the black friend the asian friend the jock friend the cheerleader friend like yo we got we got the perfect setup for you know any fucking party movie nope demons okay and uh yeah then they killed another kid just in the garage just because and uh yeah shit gets wild so kid calls the cops they kill the cops oh shit (laughs) like straight up like the jock dude who spends the entire movie shirtless just fucking takes a um a poker for a fire and just throws it just spears the dude through the fucking head (laughs) (laughs) and that pretty much just sets the tone for the movie okay because they are just like they don't give a fuck if you die that's fine we still got the demon coming and like they're just they're out there. I think the jock was my favorite character because mm-hmm. he was real, like, American psycho type. Like, real, real Norman Bates. Just, fuck it, I'm here to kill people. And, like, he starts he starts fucking with the kid. Like, he, he's chasing him outside. And then the, the main kid that was bullying him starts egging his house. And the guy's like, yo, are you going to let him egg your house like that? Go stand up to him. And he's like... Weren't you just going to kill me? He's like, I'm going to let you die with dignity. (laughs) I'm going to kill you, but I'm going to make your last act to be cool. (laughs) Holy shit. So, yeah, it was it was a really entertaining movie and I highly recommend it, especially in this spooky season. Okay, okay. Speaking of the spooky season. What you got? I went and saw Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. Hey. First time ever watching it. All right. Kevin Bacon's in it. Didn't know that. Neither did I. Yeah. Yep. That's This is the one with Jason Voorhees. Right. 
Friday and, the 13th. And you mean the first one, the OG the, Lake whatever. Yes, yes. All right. The Camp Crystal Lake, I that's believe. That's the one. I don't know if that's the case. I'm pretty sure Maybe, that's the one. Is that the one with Michael Myers? I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, now you're making me question things. I I don't know a ton about horror movies, but it's a, I watched it, and I can understand why it's a classic. There's so many movies. That movie was made in 79, I believe. Mm-hmm. And a lot of movies borrowed a lot of things from that movie. Like, just at least in setting up the tone and, like, displaying kills and, like, how people are killed and, like, kind of just building suspense for things. It was, like, according... And I'm coming to these conclusions based on who I saw the movie with. She was explaining that this was essentially one of the first horror movies to ever come out. Huh. Or not one of the first ones, but one of the more most important ones right. to come out. It's It set a lot of standards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess when you think of horror prior to that it's like alfred hitchcock yeah which is it's more of a thriller like you didn't have just a murderer like just killing a bunch of kids it was more like cerebral it was more intelligence <laughs> yeah yeah and there's i mean there there isn't necessarily like a twist in this mm mm-hmm. There isn't necessarily a twist in this. They just hide the identity of the killer mm-hmm. up until like the last ten minutes of the movie. Sure, it was uh, it was really, it was really interesting. Okay, like, I, I'm not gonna say like it's one of the illest movies I've ever seen. Sure, and it's not all that scary at all. But I mean, it's kind of an interesting study in the history of horror movies. I guess. Okay, like I thought it was cool, but mm, yeah. I, would I watch it again? Probably. But, I don't know. Yeah. It's no Jason X. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one with Jason in space and Triple H is oh, in it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Prior, prior to Friday the 13th, I think that was the Friday movie that I had seen the most of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, there's also next Friday... Friday after next. <laughs> <laughs> the next Friday the 13th. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be... That's an interesting idea for a parody. I wonder if anybody's done it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Huh. Huh. Weird how they jumped to the 13th one right off the bat, though. Yeah. Yeah. Really strange. They must be uh, pretty far into retirement, Craig and... Uh, Smoky, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, anyway, I haven't seen Blade Runner or uh, Kingsman. Kingsman yet? Yeah, me neither. I, I still want to. Yeah, same. I my excuse at least is I wasn't here on the day that I go see movies, and I had to do something on Sunday. I was predisposed all day on Sunday. Gotcha. But on Saturday, like I didn't get back to san diego until like late afternoon i don't even remember what i was doing on saturday <gasps> oh no now i remember it i was working on shit and uh nikki was out at concerts all day because she was going to shows for because her birthday was last week so oh shit yeah. well happy birthday nikki yeah well I totally missed it <laughs> no no we 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 said mm, we mentioned well, i didn't text her oh yeah. well we gave her a shout out on the show oh shit well well it's okay. Yeah. 
Yep. <sighs> well, anyway, I feel kind of kind of bad for that. I guess we can get into a few news topics that I found interesting. Yeah, what this you got? week. All right. So first and foremost, R.I.P. John F. Dunsworth, aka Jim Leahy from the Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I didn't realize he was so old. Actually. Yeah. Same. I yeah. thought they were all about the same age. Yeah. So he he. Actually, what what? How did he die? I don't know. I didn't look at that. Yeah, well, he was seventy one, so it's not as as big of a shock as when I thought he was like forty. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. These, I don't think that show is going to come back. No, I, I mean when one of your major characters is just out. Yeah, like, it's it's hard, especially because it's, it's not like a huge ensemble cast. Exactly, it's, uh, it's like the same seven or eight dudes. Yeah, and you know when you lost Ricky's wife, mm-hmm. can't remember her name for some reason. But when you lost her, it wasn't that big of a deal because she wasn't like nothing really hinged on her in particular, right? In the show, but I mean, some of it did. But like, she could be there or she could be gone; it didn't really matter. But with somebody like Jim Leahy, that's literally the antagonist for the entire series yeah it's it's a little difficult to, to keep things going without that yeah definitely so rest in peace rest in peace r.i.p to the god to the god jim Leahy. second news item black panther trailer you watch that shit yeah what'd you think i think this is gonna be a cool movie i i really like michael b jordan's look i, li- I dig the dreads like that yeah I mean, that's, it's cool it's yeah, fucking cool I dig it I also think Wakanda looks as dope as it should that's a, that was the part that was super duper confusing to me oh I was like you didn't know no I didn't I was okay so they yeah. have these like giant fucking spaceships and shit yeah. like hold on what are you what are they doing all the way the fuck out here what's going on here I don't get this what's happening but some of those shots in the trailer look really cool. Yeah. I I do worry that it's going to have the same problem that every other Marvel movie has. It's going to be too samey as like with those other ones. Like you can tell by the lighting and like the acting and the action. It's going to be very similar to those other movies and it's kind of um kind of a bummer to me. Yeah, that that was definitely one thing I got from the trailer was that, yo, this looks familiar. Yeah, that that was that was my biggest point of concern upon seeing the trailer was just like, yo, this is probably going to be more of the same shit. That said, I still enjoy those movies, so I'm still going to enjoy this one. The question is. How do I go full Hotep when I watch it? Like, do I have to dress up in my the kufi and everything? Like, <laughs> gotta get the kente cloth. I mean, <laughs> the no, re- no, they're releasing it in February, which is of course Black History Month. So, go figure. Of go figure. Uh, I thought the mirror match at the end was a little bit weird. Like, why? Oh, why yeah, NBCI? yeah. Like, why in Marvel versus Capcom Infinite would you display a mirror match? <laughs> it's really weird. That was a really shitty joke, but I'll stand by it. Yeah, yeah. But there, I thought it was cool, man. It looked cool. 
It's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, like, you could tell off jump that Michael B. Jordan was the villain. Yeah. Like, from from the very beginning yeah, of, yeah. like, all the press photos. Because you know what the villain looks like. You yeah. Point him out in the crowd. And, like, you've got young Gollum. Or what the fuck is that actor's uh, name? Andy Circus. Andy Circus yeah. is that fucking South African gay. Yeah. God, South African accents are so hard to imitate. Yeah. Uh, like, I've lived with a woman from South Africa for a good portion of my life and I cannot do her accent because it's like somewhere between English, Dutch, and Australian. It's mm. some amalgamation of that. So it's really fucking weird. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah, no, nah, Of course I can't do it. I can't do accents at all. The fuck do you expect? Yeah. So I another thing that I found in the news is that apparently... And I don't know how how this is going to hold up because, like, I remember in the past, like, when I was in high school, you would hear about things like this, but none of it would ever happen because it's too far out in the future and, like, nobody was really capable of planning that far out ahead for franchises. But apparently, Avatar is going to be a quintology. So like the... Avatar, like the James Cameron movie? Yeah. I knew they were doing a sequel, but five? Yeah. What? Yeah. So the first one, of course, 2009. I don't know. Something like that. Something like that. The next one is coming out in 2018, then 2020, then 2022, then 2023. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why why do this why why make five avatar movies it's in somebody i was listening to a podcast or something and they were saying that james cameron said he felt like he overwrote for the first one but like five movies is not just overwriting for one movie it's fucking insane yeah that's that's a bit that's a bit much i if i i think the movie the first movie could have benefited from being less dense. So knowing that you're going to do five movies does help or well, four, four more, but I don't know that the first one was that dense though, because it was just, I mean, it was retelling Pocahontas essentially. Yeah. Well, or dances with wolves or, or, you know what? Yeah. yeah, We've, you've heard this story before, But I mean, like, they tried to do a lot, and there were some things that you know they they glossed over. That I I feel like it was a bit unfocused at times. Okay, that's fair. So that that's more what I mean. Uh, yeah. There's yeah, I agree. It was unfocused, but I mean, like this, there wasn't really all that much going on in the story. So I feel like the the unfocusedness of the movie was basically based on the fact that like they have a story that's so easy to tell, but they want to also show a bunch of this cool shit that James Cameron had in mind. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> I I liked. I, my favorite thing about that movie was the environment. Like, just oh, same, same. Just how cool the planet was. The story was fine. You know, it was standard. You know, like, as a movie, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. okay. I, okay. I think I think people became really 
divided on it when it came out because it was you know some people said it was the greatest movie of all time you know fucking masterpiece oh my god and other people were like mm, no it really wasn't that good you know you know that's i will say as far as visual effects go like at the time it was definitely one of it was the visual effects movie i yeah i cannot disagree with that the, the even the character animation on like the people that's one of the most difficult thing to get right especially like you have these elongated exaggerated bodies if that didn't look right the whole movie would have just looked off yeah you know yeah but they did a great job with that the environment was gorgeous like yeah no visually it's still way the fuck up there yeah very good looking movie yeah like you can't can't really fuck with it on that i mean you can in a few years i mean well sure it still looks good it still looks good and it will continue to look good for a while yeah 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 it's really strange to me that they've planned so far out in advance and like i don't know man i'm not i'm not super into avatar i'm definitely interested to see what they'll be doing with it I figured it would be focusing on like the other clans and stuff because you only catch a glimpse of that in the in the first one. But you know, there's a whole planet. You're we're only looking at one tribe for that whole first movie. Yeah, it's and they destroy like their tree of life or something like that. Yeah, but it's not like it wasn't like the only tree that they could live in. You know, <laughs> I can't wait until they're like a bunch of avatar atheists. Oh my god! <laughs> Dying their hair black. I don't believe in this. <laughs> god, we don't have any, we don't even have a tree god. If the tree god was so powerful, how come it let itself get blown up? Huh? Huh? <laughs> fucking uh, egg. fucking egg, brother. Let's go smoke these cigarettes and stand behind a liquor store. <laughs> They'll be living on some reservation. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I'd be I mean like I'm not going to front like I think James Cameron I think James Cameron does pretty decent work. Yeah, generally. But with Avatar, I, I was definitely impressed by like how ambitious the project was itself. Yeah. Yeah, it felt huge and uh I mean, he made all that money back and then some. Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited to see at least the visual effects for the next one. I don't care about 3D or any of that bullshit. Yeah. None of that. Don't care for it. No way. But I like, I, I, I want to see it. I want to see what's good. Yeah, yeah. I. If nothing else, it's going to be visually stunning again, I am sure. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. And the last bit of news, uh, Samurai Jack the Face Ripper had posted in our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Uh, Takeshi's Castle is coming back. Or yeah. could be coming back. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I didn't realize is that Beat Takeshi was actually a comedian before like being a serious American actor or being known in America right. for like film acting and stuff. Yeah. Didn't know that. 
I didn't put two and two together, even though I used to watch Most Extreme Elimination Challenge all the time, yep. which I don't understand why they had to change the name of it for American audiences. I feel like Takeshi's Castle, like, does that sound like a game show to you? No, but if they had, or I guess it would allow them to just remove the plot of the show completely. Right. Because apparently there's a plot. Yeah, I know part of it's because they're, they're trying to... They're trying to scale Mount Midoriyama, which, for the record, just means Mount Green Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, shit. So, King Yama was King Mountain. Yeah. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. It, I mean, it could actually... It could be one of those things where it's the same word, just has different meanings. But yeah. but huh. Yama, in that context, is mountain. So Nice. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I like what they did with MXC. I thought it was a really entertaining show. You know, when Guy Le Douche. <laughs> Dad Baba Ganoush. Oh, man. Scaling the mountain. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Captain Tennille. Yeah. God. <laughs> the, the names that they would give people were fantastic. And then, like, the silly fucking voices that all the contestants would have and stuff. Yeah. That was good stuff. I wonder if they're gonna do the same thing because like when they when they announced like yo it's because she's castle is coming back it was like are is it gonna be an american version of it or is it uh japanese another japanese game show because i actually i saw the trailer or i saw the announcement and promptly forgot so the new show is going to be commentated by Jonathan Ross, but it remains to be seen whether or not it's going to be American made or more dubs of Japanese episodes. Yeah. I mean, I want to say that they can't put four by three TV on right. anymore and expect people to watch it. Oh man. Yeah. There's, there's also the fact that there are a bunch of other shows that are on now. Yeah, with like Wipeout and Wipeout, Ultimate Beastmaster, American Ninja Warrior, yeah, Ninja Warrior. Like there's there's a bunch of shit that came out after this that's just like way more serious than this is. Yeah, I, I think I mean Wipeout was very similar to MXC. You know, it oh yeah, was def- yeah, was definitely a, like a joke, but that was to me that was the charm of it was like the dumb commentary and like the crazy like stuff that really you're not meant to win this yes yes exactly (laughs) with like ninja warrior it's all possible you know there's yeah and you're competing you know there's people who take this very seriously with wipeout and mxc it's like "Mm, we're gonna time this to fuck you (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly it always looked like fun, though. One yeah. of my, one, somebody I went to high school with actually competed on Wipeout. Oh, I also know a guy who we probably could get on this show, but I don't want to stroke his ego like that. <laughs> <laughs> he did oh, Wipeout shit. as well. Yeah, man. Seems like it's going to be pretty interesting, though. Yeah, it should be fun. All right, I want to well. give a quick shout-out to Harvey Weinstein for fucking up his whole, his whole livelihood. And losing control of his own company. Oh, Jesus. Fucking up after years. Oh, God. Years and years and years and years. Get what you had coming, piece of shit. (laughs) That's fucked. And apparently, that's not uncommon. No. 
holy shit yeah. i see the hashtag me too That's pop up and i'm like jesus to christ like the, like i'm not gonna be out here like yo why does every woman have this experience it's like how is it that hard not to like be out here on your scumbag shit like constantly Dude, yeah, what are people doing out here, yo? Right? right? It's really baffling to me. It's, it's fucked it's up. It's really huh? crazy. Like, yo, like, for, you for real thought this was okay. Yeah. Like, you, this is something that you thought was okay. This is really fucking weird there, to me. There's, you know, there's discussions about morality and stuff. And I'm sure some of, some of these dudes that... Just gonna say dudes, cause hey, let's be real here. <laughs> I'm sure some of these dudes thought that they were being okay in the context, and they're like, "Oh, I was just messing around." But you can really fuck someone up by like, quote, just messing around, yeah. or like, "Oh, come on, she was a slut. She wanted it." Like, oh, dog, don't Jesus. you dare. If uh, someone says no, you could be the most attractive person in the world, most charming. If they say no. That's it, dude. Is that really that hard to comprehend for people? Like, come Jesus. on, man. But yeah, you know we, you know, in this house we support women, and I mean, I'm not gonna get into it, but yo, me too. Shit happens. And for real? Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, Chet. I it was I was young. It was a dude. I, I mean, I'm, I didn't get, like, violated, but it was... I could have... If we were co-workers, he'd be fired. Hundo percent. Hundo percent. But... Oh, jeez. You know, Ooh. shit happens. And, you know, we see you and, you know, we support you. Don't be afraid to speak out. Yeah, do your thing. Always snitch. Always, Always snitch. Always snitch. Fuck them. Fucking yeah. five thousand. Make sure, make sure shit's fucked up. Yeah, or her shit's fucked up. There's some real pushy lesbians out there. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> god damn! Don't let anyone make you uncomfortable. Ever, ever. Always say something. If yep. you're feeling uncomfortable, just let them know. Yo, this is not all right. It's really weird to have to actually say that out loud. I know, right? It's like, like you are people. It's, like, hard for people to comprehend that, like, you shouldn't be, like, really out here like that. Yeah, and you have you seen, like, some of the scumbag shit people are on, like, trying to defend it? And just, like, Ugh. well, maybe if you... Dog, dog, stop. Stop. God damn. <laughs> God damn. And, like, when, and when men are reporting it, it's, like... Well, you should have just fought him, dude. You should have just beat him up, dude. It's like, Jesus. Hey, yo, uh. if, if you've had, like, your uncle touching you as a kid, like, you think you're going to fight him for real? Like, <laughs> you really think so? Fuck out of here, dude. God damn. Yeah. The best, the best advice that I can give you is always snitch. Yeah. Always snitch. And it's not your fault. Some people are fucking terrible people. <sighs> yeah, that, that's, that's one thing that's really needs to be stated it's, you know it's not your fault like they should know better yeah a lot of people should know better god <sighs> damn Whew. well uh, anyway yeah. 
Uh, next up, we've got some questions coming from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can go on there and start chatting people up, such as man eating tacos. He wanted to know if anybody had any horror manga recommendations a week ago or so. I don't. I mean, if you want to re- read a real horror story, read Love Hina. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, Zalora Silver went in and suggested Fulan Notane. I've never seen that. I've never heard of it. But either way, if you have any suggestions for your mans, hop on there. Let them know. Yeah. You should also... I, I'll, I'll direct Nikki... I'll, I'll source some things from Nikki because she's really into to horror just as a genre and being the weeaboo she is knows plenty of uh, mangas and animes. I'm just going to go ahead and throw out just Junji Ito, basically anything he's done. From what I can tell, horror is like a relatively unique genre in that it's not necessarily um, like themed. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like spooky, scary stuff, but it can have any theme that it wants. It could be like sci-fi. It could be uh, Western. It could be fantasy. Yeah. But like people gravitate towards it anyway because it's horror. Yeah. That is an interesting sort of phenomenon with it where it, it can take place in any setting. Yeah. Just as long as it's horror, it's categorized as horror. Yeah. Mm. It's really, really, really nuts. Yeah. Unique in that way. Yeah. Sofa Man asks, Chet, what will Denzel die from? Denzel, what will be Chet's cause of death? Uh, Denzel is going to overdose on cocaine uh, on a coke field bender somewhere south of the border uh, while drowning in hookers and just general vagina. Aw, that's so nice. Yeah, we're going to make it. Mine is uh, much more bleak for you. Ah. You're going to be playing in a ska band, <laughs> and somebody with a French horn is going to fall over on top of you. But that's not going to kill you. Them standing up will. Oh, no. Because your body was severed. Oh, no. By the French horn. And you know how sometimes when people get pinned by cars... It's yeah. like as you move the car and that's when they die. Yep. That's what's going to happen with this. Or no. What am I talking about? French horn. I mean, tuba. Tubas are much larger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I know the last time a ska band has had a tuba, but I'll be careful around anyone playing a tuba in a ska band. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up. They need the extra bass. I understand. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Barry Sachs player called in sick and I'm like, oh, oh, next best Jesus. thing. What's, and the, no, it was the Contra sax player called oh, God. in sick. <laughs> <laughs> Desk Rod asks, I have Steel Series gear, a keyboard, mouse, and headphones. I'm happy with the quality, but I think I might upgrade soon. What do you guys recommend? I might go really basic and get all get all razor just because it looks cool. Love the show. Uh, oof. I recommend just kind of finding out what you like. Um, I mean, there there are some things that are just tried and true, like. There's a specific Logitech mouse that everybody uses because it's like the best mouse out there. So I don't remember what it's called right now. I, I think it might be the G20 or something like that. That sounds right. Yeah. So there, there are some items out there that are just like factually solid the best <laughs> stuff out there or yeah. like some of the best manufactured materials out there. Uh, my keyboard is a Varmilo. Just because I can. Uh, 
I recommend just kind of, as far as like keyboard goes, you want to do, I believe it's Cherry MX Brown switches. That sounds right. That are the quietest. Yeah. So you want to get those. And really, that's about it. That's all you really want to look for. Because the manufacturing of the PCB board that's in the keyboard itself doesn't really make that big of a difference. Unless if you're looking for something with like LED switch colors with like a wave panel where it does all kinds of cool shit. Yeah. But if you're just looking for a mechanical keyboard with a one color LED, then you might as well just get whatever, whatever basic shit is available. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, I'm definitely going to say it just comes down to preference. I don't really have a lot of like hardware recommendations when it comes to like accessories and stuff. I mean, Razer does make good stuff, especially recently. They've improved their quality, so it's, it's not a bad thing to fall back on. Not at all. I'm, I know a lot of pro gamers hate on Razer, but it's like that. It's like Coke versus Pepsi to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've been they've been too set in their other brands and they're just like yeah. eh. Cooler Master or whatever the fuck else yeah. is available out there. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, keeping with the theme of the month, have you guys ever fucked with Darkest Dungeon? That game has an interesting mechanic where heroes develop stress from the perils of exploring into the dungeons and the horrors they behold. And I'm just gonna summarize the rest because it's pretty long. Uh, pretty long, but you know, worth giving a shot. You know, the questions are all in the subreddit. But basically, you have a, a stress mechanic, and there's ways to relieve the stress. But if your character gets stressed, then they start it fucks with the game itself. And there's ways to relieve it. But if your character dies, they out. The art style is really slick looking, so the visual appeal is high. And there's also an expansion if you fuck with it heavy. I haven't played it myself. I, I watched a friend of mine play. He gets most of those popular steam games and uh, it looked cool i like dungeon crawlers and whatnot but i haven't played it myself and i prefer games that are difficult based on skill and not necessarily rng Mm. the stress mechanic in that game is very rng based it seems like anyway i haven't Mm -hmm. actually played it but from what i've seen of it it looks like you'll get fucked just based on RNG. I see. And that's not something that I like. I prefer to know that if I fuck something up, like let's say in Meat Boy, like I know that I fucked it up. Right. Not necessarily that I'm being fucked. Yeah, RNG is definitely a uh, frustrating basis for your game. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. It's random. So Exactly. I exactly. understand. I understand. Random chance of you getting some ch- pregnant (laughs) would you like that game huh you like that game i don't i don't fuck with that rng (laughs) i was expecting you to say that you play that game every night damn (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yes that rory asks what's the drunkest you've ever been Second, have you ever quit something? Smoking, drinking, masturbating to lolly porn. I'm 22 days without smoking, and now everything looks like a delicious, clean, crisp Marlboro. Oh, dog. Stay strong, Rory. Stay strong. (sighs) I recently quit vaping. 
Oh man! Because uh, I got sick and I couldn't vape. That was the easiest way for me to quit. That too. is certainly a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck myself up even more if I don't. If I if I vape if I vape, I'll just die out here. So best of luck to you, Rory. Yeah. As far as the drunkest I've ever been, drunkest I've ever been recently was when I went to go see uh, went to go see Friday the Thirteenth. Hey. On the Thirteenth. Hey. Uh, left the Dick Show live show. Uh, I was I went there already drunk, and then a lot of people were buying me drinks. Thanks everybody. Uh, yeah. I appreciate the, I appreciate it. It was, yeah. it was like, man, those drinks were fucking expensive. I feel really fucking bad about it, <laughs> but I mean, I took them anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, turning it down would be rude. <laughs> yeah, true, true. So we leave there and we go to the theater, and like before the movie starts, I'm already like drunk sleep. Oh man! Next to next to this young woman, and like snoring, oh. and she's like she's super annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fucking funny, man. Oh, it was man. really funny. But prior to that, I mean, like the drunkest I had ever been was probably when I was like a teenager or early, maybe right when I turned twenty one. I got. I, I got a pretty good handle on it around then, like after after I had turned 21, mm-hmm. because I could buy my own liquor and I learned what my limits were. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important distinction, like, or an important lesson that you kind of figure out as a, uh, as a heavy drinker, or at least someone who enjoys binge drinking. You, you learn when to stop and like how to pace yourself as you get more experience, you know, I'll still turn up a little too hard here and there, but the drunkest I've ever been was when I was 23. It was just about just about four years ago, almost to the day. It was at a Halloween party, and uh, all they had was cheap liquor, and uh, I went in on an empty stomach and on pain medication, mm. and uh, oh, I was <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Oh God! I, I doubt I'm ever going to top that. That was the first and only time in my life when I was unable to walk because I was so drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent super fucked up I've been probably my first trip to Japan. First time I had chuha. <laughs> Hell yeah! Slammed two cans of that and then went bar hopping, and uh, yeah, that was that was a good time. Young Connie could not make it home. I had to carry her. It was great. And I was in no condition to be carrying anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, and then Rory also adds, finally, please will you do a commentary track for some horror movies, something like The Exorcism of Emily Rose or whatever. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> that was uh, that was in the movie, uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yep. That was the, that's the one thing that I remember from that movie. <laughs> I saw it a long time ago with the boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we can. I mean, yeah, I'm down. doesn't we'll find one. We'll find a good one. Yeah, send us suggestions for a for a horror movie to to commentate over. Yeah, Mike, if you still listen to this, I know you're a ghoul. Just send out some like corny 
horror movies, some maybe some shitty horror movies that we can watch. Yeah. We'll do a commentary over it. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. I don't know if you still listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Glassberg asks, I'm going to skip over some of the other parts to it, but he asks, have you noticed a change in your personal lives from doing the show? Are you more confident making notes of situations to bring up on the show, etc., etc.? Uh, no, not yeah. really, not especially. I mean, when I'm talking to strangers, it seems like they're more impressed with my ability to string together a sentence. <laughs> Than, than most people. I've learned how to like go with stream of conscious talking better yeah. than I had. Yeah, I'm I basically the only difference is I'm better at just riffing off the cuff, like in any situation. I can just fucking ramble and it's not like I was bad at that beforehand anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just now we do it for about two hours every week, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I definitely do take note of situations and like I guess pay closer attention to some like current events and like I'm watching more anime, I'm playing more games, but same. It's it doesn't feel like a major change or anything. No, not quite yet. And no one said anything. No one's been like, "Yo, you changed, man." <laughs> so until I get that, then I'm going to assume everything's the same. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Coke Cannon says, I'm PC Master Race and all of my friends are console peasants. I say that because between Destiny 2 and Monster Hunter World, games I'd really like to play with friends, I'm now in a position of having, a less, having to buy a less powerful machine and pay a subscription fee to play online in order to play with them, neither of which sit well with me. Cross-platform play doesn't seem to be in the PS4's future despite it being completely capable of it. Do I say fuck it in cave and get a PS4 or fuck it and not get the games and hope they get the message to let me play with my friends who couldn't be arsed to buy or build a PC? I'm in the same goddamn boat. Like, they keep releasing games for PS4 and then releasing them on PC. So I feel less compelled to buy the PS4, but my friends are playing on PS4. I'm playing on PC. We're not, we, we can't play together. I just, I, I've been in this boat for a while now and I'm still in it. I say, stay strong, brother. <laughs> Don't cave. Yeah, I, I say the same thing. I mean, I have a PS4 and a PC, but what I should have bought was an Xbox One, mainly because most of my friends play on Xbox One. I think you are the only person in the world that has ever said that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's really weird. Or, I mean, outside of that, those on PC. Of course, yeah. So, I mean, PC is where it's at. And you can always do LFG shit, uh, looking for group. Yeah. Um, I mean... Anybody who's on the Discord, uh, the show has a Discord, by the way. Uh, if you want to hop on the Discord, just go to the Reddit. There will be a link in the description of this uh, 
podcast for it yep. and you can just feel free to join yep. i mean there we just need to grow the community we need to we need to expand it so lfg shit won't be a problem yeah and kokenin can leave his loser ass console peasant friends behind yeah and if you're a console peasant listening to this you're our console peasant <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it, w- it was strange i don't know when my friends all shifted to PC, but basically all of my friends shifted to PC. So I don't really have that issue. The biggest thing that I'm noticing is with Marvel, because not most people don't play Marvel on PC. The most popular console for that is PS4, which means the best competition is on PS4. So I when since I'm at the higher ranks of it, I'm mostly playing against the same people over and over again. Some of whom are very good, like Quackpot. I know, for example, he got top eight this last year. He plays on PC. Okay, cool. I can play against Quackpot. I can play against Jeopardy from NorCal, etc. But like, okay, Chris G, Dual Kevin, uh, Clockwork, they're all playing PS4, you know? And I just don't have the opportunity to play against those guys unless we're at a tournament together. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the struggle, but... Just fucking deal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you can find new people to play with. Definitely. Leo Larkin asks, Back in the day, Chet expressed an interest in etymology. Do you have a favorite et- etymological origin for a word, and what is it? Also, Grape Coon died. Pours one out. R.I.P. Grape Coon. R.I.P. Grape Coon. You're up in waifu heaven now. And, yeah, I you know, I can't name off the rip any cool etymological words i'm more it's not so much about like the origins that i'm interested in it's more like just weird words that people don't pay attention to and like weird patterns with language not necessarily like on a linguistic thing just kind of like funky things that happen in english i do like the origins of slang though that i do find very interesting okay here's one for you Goodbye. Goodbye is slang. In fact, it started because of a sort of a text speak. It was an old, it was, I forget who, but these two guys were writing letters to each other. One guy wrote, God be with ye to the other. And he wrote it. He, he wrote G-O-D-B-W ye as for god be with ye so he was just you know making abbreviations for it but when he wrote it it was obviously handwritten so it kind of slurred together and the guy read it as goodbye and it just kind of stuck oh nice yeah (laughs) And I, I guess that was all. It wasn't like a totally uncommon thing to say. It wasn't like he just made this shit up with the God be with you written like that. But as as it got distorted, then it became a word. And now, now by like there is no goodbye. It's just by and bye bye. You know, like that kind of stuff. I think is really cool. So yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> be with ye. Yeah, be with you. Vaya con Dios. So Sir Royko, I'm going to summarize this one as well, but uh, doesn't doesn't really say that uh, Vinland Saga is as terrible as, as it was made out to sound. And I'm sure it was 
better than just a time skip into farming. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll give it another shot. And uh, I understand that if you enjoy the series, why you would be salty about that being the summary. <laughs> Also, some real questions. Denzel, do you listen to or have any opinions on MF Doom's and Mad Lib's solo albums? You said you love Mad Villainy, so I'm curious what you feel about them separately. And Chet, have you ever gotten into Skullgirls like Denzel did, and what are your teams? Lastly, as someone who can't drink beer without wanting to puke because of the bitter shit in it, can you explain what IPAs are and why you hate them? Keep up the good work, boys. So, so first, MF Doom. As far as MF Doom and Mad Lib solo work, yeah, I fuck with them heavy. Uh, I stopped fucking with MF Doom's solo stuff, or like not necessarily solo stuff, but his collaborations with other people after he released Born Like This. His later albums aren't as good to me. Mm. Uh, so there are like a few tracks that I fuck with here and there on some of them. Whereas before Born Like This, all of his work I would listen to and every single track I could fuck with. Gotcha. But after that, it was like, Meh. and Mad Libs Beat Conductor series and Shades of Blue. Like, all of that shit is super dope. Yeah. He's great with production. Yeah. So, I, I listen to basically all of their discography, uh, with the exception of the latter stuff of Doom. So. Yeah. 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 I really I really enjoy MF Doom, but I most of what I hear of his stuff is, like, him with someone else. Like, just, just randomly on someone's track. Yeah. yeah. JJ Doom. Uh, Neruvian Doom or something like yeah. that. Uh, what were some of the other collaborations? I mean, he had King Ghidorah, KMD, uh, Vaudeville Villain. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the Danger Mouse one. Danger Doom. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, Ma, they, where it was uh, all Adult Swim tracks that was danger doom oh anyway you yeah. the list goes on yeah uh i was into Skullgirls a little bit when it came out in my college we had an arcade club which was essentially a fighting game club which was part of how i got so into them like i was i was pretty decent at fighting games like just because i grew up with them you know i would go to arcades and stuff but that was when i t- started taking it seriously because we would host tournaments and we had some actually pretty decent players. So when Skullgirls was first out, I did play it a bit. I didn't ever get super into it, especially once they started releasing new characters and stuff. I had mostly stopped playing, but I do. I still have it. I have the game on Steam and I I did enjoy it. So I might pick it up here and there again, but I, I played Cerebella and Philia primarily cerebella was definitely my stronger character though so i would play her solo if i was really taking it seriously i just enjoyed philia i'd like the like instant air dash nonsense that you could do with her i thought that was fun well yeah what about you denzel who you play uh so i would solo eliza mm. and if i was feeling extra spicy which was rarely i would either do uh misfortune or big band as the partner. Mm. I would never go up to three. 
I always either fucked with one or two. Yeah. I, I think... S- Go ahead. I saw Top 8 for Skullgirls one year at EVO. It was a side tournament. We just happened to walk by, and that shit was fucking cool because they were doing, like, mid-combo tags, and, like, everything was real reset-heavy, and uh, it seemed two was pretty much the way to go unless you had like a death combo because you're a three three character team it seemed like double is really great in trios oh yeah like double uh parasol and the nurse lady maybe valentine valentine maybe i don't remember what the most common trio i saw i know double i mean everyone was playing double for a while yeah, she's really good. Yeah. And Eliza's also fucking dope. Yeah. She, I need to... See, I, I've never actually played any of the DLC characters. I, I Again, I have them all. I bought it all because it was on sale on Steam. I got everything for $8. So I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick it up again and learn some combos and drop it again. <laughs> <laughs> And as for why IPAs suck, okay, so you know that bitter shit that you're talking about in beers that makes you puke? Okay, quadruple that, and that's an IPA. Yeah, it's just like when you have a light beer, for example, like say Bud Light. Bud Light tastes distinctly like water. Yes. It is just about flavorless. Then you get something that has a little bit more flavor to it, like a Corona, and then you you step up to like... I don't know, Bex. Bex is a bit stronger than a, than a Corona, but it's still it's still very much a light beer. Whereas an IPA is still light in color, but it's real heavy on flavor, which sounds appealing, especially if you hate Bud, Bud Light, except it's turned up too far. Now it's just bitter as hell, and I don't like it. Yeah, they're super bitter. And, like, they're too common, at least here in San Diego. Yeah. It's really kind of frustrating to go out to a spot and they have, let's say, eight beers on tap and four of them are IPAs. Right. Or you go out to a place and they've got 18 beers on tap and nine of them are IPAs, which I've definitely seen before, yep. which is definitely worse to me than eight and four. Yeah, because that's still only four IPAs. This is nine. This yeah. is nine variations on an IPA. Yeah. And there are things that are becoming very popular out here, such as a Northeastern IPA or New England IPA. One of those two. I don't know what exactly it's supposed to be. It's just abbreviated as NE. So I've never been into IPAs. I think they're fucking too bitter or they taste like fresh cut grass because of the hops that they're using. The hops taste comes very upfront for those and it's like bitter and it's hoppy and it's like it's really fucking annoying to drink those. It's yeah. not like a refreshing experience anymore. Yeah. Like, I imagine if I was forced to, I could I could acquire the taste for an IPA. And I like even now I'm more accepting of them than I was at a time. But given a choice, like do I take an IPA or a lager? It's gonna be the lager every oh, all time. All day. All day. That's like a lager a lager is like Sitting on a beach, looking at the sunset with your nice aviators on, sitting next to your girlfriend or whatever. And then an IPA is literally 
listening to metal music as loud as you fucking can while <laughs> mowing your lawn and instead of like putting the grass clippings in a bag you're just shoveling them into your mouth <laughs> that's that's what drinking an ipa is like for me it's fucking awful and like yeah okay i'm not gonna lie and say like i've never had an ipa that i didn't like but they're they're so few and far between for me yeah i i and I would definitely say that the ma- biggest reason behind our outspokenness about our hatred for the IPA is that they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, everywhere in San Diego, everywhere in San Diego. You can't you can't go anywhere that's got a tap list without seeing a shitload of IPAs. Yeah, and like what sucks is that because they're so popular, all of the local brew like the biggest local breweries here got big off of their IPAs. Yeah. Like specifically Stone and Ballast Point. Their IPAs are what put them on the map, which means everyone around here is like, oh, in order to be on the map, we got to step up our IPA game, which is why they'll have nine out of 18 be IPAs. Yeah, because they're looking for hits. One of them's got a hit. One of them. Yeah, throw shit against the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. It's like I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be interviewing a brewer. Oh man! Sooner or later. Oh man! Uh, and I'm gonna talk to him about the local beer scene because it seems like it seems like there are there's a lot of shit here that is really bothering me about the beer scene, and I want to grill him about it. Oh man! I look see. forward to this. Yeah, let's 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 hope let's hope it turns out well. Yeah, I gotta email him this week and see when his availability is. But what I'll probably end up doing is just like cutting a chunk of it into an episode and then putting the rest of it up on uh, Patreon. Sounds good. And speaking of Patreon, uh, we've got a new goal up on the Patreon. We're trying to hit 250. 250. Uh, and with that, what Chet and I are going to do is start doing seasons of D&D plays. Yeah. So we're going to do a campaign with a few friends of ours. Uh, four-player campaign with, of course, a DM. Yep. And we'll be putting those up on the Patreon. So if we can hit 250 at some point, we can make that happen. Yeah. It'll be real lit. Yeah. Uh, still to come this month, Power Hour and the Ricky O commentary. Oh, man. Love that movie. Yeah, I love Ricky O. It's really <laughs> fucking good. And if you guys have any suggestions for things that you want us to do commentaries on, just let us know. One thing that was brought up, I think it was while I was streaming. Oh, no, it was it was from a DM. Uh, but one thing I do got to do is read some of Nikki's creepy messages. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I'll be doing that sometime soon. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get her to stockpile all the creepy ones. And all. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We have no voicemails this week. Well, we do have three, but they're all like one giant voicemail. We appreciate the call, though. I'm not going to say your name. I don't want to blow through <laughs> spot like that. It would be rude. A little bit. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening again to Real Nerd Hours, a podcast about things and such. I've been Denzel. Yeah, I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at BushidoBrownSD. 
Excellent. Yes. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash real nerd hours podcast. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. Get us popping on that campaign. Yeah, get us to 250. We're pretty close. I think we're at 171 right now. Well, that's not too bad. Just tell all your friends. You can give us a call at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. If you want to leave us a, an email, you can email us at askrnh at gmail.com. That's about it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next Thursday. Yeah, have a good night.